0: Welcome to Old Soul, Young Mind with your host, my mom, Jamie Dix. I love you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Old Soul, Young Mind. I'm your host, Jamie Dix, and I have got a good one for you today. So, calm. What is it? Is calm something that we have to go and get? Is it something that we look for and find and then bring to ourselves? When I ask children, what do you think calm means? It's very interesting because I oftentimes get the same answer. So imagine I'm sitting in a group of like 50 kids. Hey, children, raise your hand if you know what calm means. Now I'll raise their hand. Okay, so what do you think it means? And they'll usually say something along the lines of, well, calm is when you're quiet. or Calm is when you're being very still, which, yeah, for sure, calm can be there when you're feeling very still, and calm can also be there when you're being very quiet. But then I ask, so what about like the fastest human on the planet? And they're in the Olympics, and they're running so fast. They're in their zone of genius, in their zone of calm. So then that means if calm can still be available, even running the fastest ever, Maybe calm is more than just being still. And then I ask, okay, so imagine like Beyonce on stage and she's in her zone of calm, you know, in that flow space. She's singing and she's dancing and she's doing all of her things. And yet there's this sense of absolute presence and calm. So calm then also means that it's more than being quiet. Calm is always there which is the good news. It's not something that we have to go and find. It's not something that we can buy. It's not anything except for the foundation of who you are. The dictionary definition of calm is this, not showing or feeling nervousness, anger, or other strong emotions. Another one which I really love, this definition is Calm is pleasantly free from wind. So for example, the night was clear and calm. So if calm is the absence of nervousness, if calm is the absence of anger or other strong emotions, if we remove those things, it means then that our nature is calm. So think then outside. So if it's the absence of the wind is what creates a calm environment. It means then when there is no wind, calm is what remains. It is our true state of being, which is the best news, right? It means that it's who we are at our foundation. And when I say foundation, think about like the foundation of a house, right? So you've got your walls and you've got your floor and you've got your roof and the things inside the rooms can change. A bedroom could turn to an office. A living room can turn into a great room. You can rearrange your whole house, and yet your house is what remains. You, my friends, are at your nature, calm. So what do we do then when we've got something layered on it, like anger or sadness or hyperactivity or overstimulation or, or, or these big feelings on top of our calm? That's what I want to talk about today. I want to give you a few ideas and ways in which you can practice calm this week. So for me, before being a children's life coach, I was and still am a children's yoga and mindfulness teacher, which means I've gotten to work with these tools on how to activate our calm for almost 20 years. So this is not something that I just Googled. And came up with some great ideas. These are things that I have literally taught to tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people around the world, both children and adults. So listen closely, because I'm not only just going to give you the tool, I'm going to tell you why it works. Okay, so let's dive right in. Number one, have you ever been told when you're having a big feeling to take a breath? Yeah. Same, me too. I've told people to take a breath and I've been told to take a breath when I'm having really big feeling. But why? Why does that work? So I want you to imagine for a moment, okay? Lungs. Warm up your hands right now. Warm, warm, warm. Rub your hands together and put your hands on where your lungs are. Those lungs are amazing. But those lungs do not breathe themselves there is an involuntary muscle called the diaphragm. Follow along, I promise. It's going to sound a little complicated, but it's not. It's very simple. Just listen closely. You've got your lungs, which are essentially just balloons or air sacs, okay? Now, what draws the breath in, into those lungs, is something called the diaphragm. And the diaphragm moves like the heart moves. You don't have to ask the diaphragm to move, just like you don't have to ask your heart to beat. So when you breathe in, your diaphragm takes the shape of a smiley face. Adorable, right? So that's pulling the breath into the lungs. And when you exhale, the diaphragm takes the shape of a rainbow. And so imagine turning it into the smiley face, pulling the oxygen into the lungs then the diaphragm turns into a rainbow shape and it squeezes out those air sacs, those lungs. And so it goes, inhale and exhale, inhale and exhale. And so when you inhale and your tummy gets a little bit bit bigger, that's because it's making room for that involuntary muscle called the diaphragm to pull down and create more space to draw in an even deeper breath. So right now I want you to do that. Bring your shoulders up to your ears. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze those shoulders up. Now squeeze and roll those shoulders back, opening up that beautiful kind heart of yours. Lower the shoulders down from your ears, but don't roll the shoulders back forward again. Keep that heart open. Keeping your confidence and your empowerment, knowing that you have the tools to bring yourself back into balance all the time. I want you to inhale slowly. Remember, not gulping it in. Inhale, count to five, four, three, two, one. Hold that beautiful breath at the top. Let it dance and swirl and move and do its magic. And then exhale seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Inhale. Count to five, four, three, two, one. Hold that breath at the top. And then exhale seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Very nice. It's no one else's job but yours. And that's the good news because it means it's always available. You just have to remember to do it. So that's a proper breath. Let me tell you why that works. You've got something called a vagus nerve, and it is an incredibly important nerve. Vagus nerve attaches to the base of the brain, the ancient survival part of the brain, the, the part of the brain that decides if something is dangerous or not. It says, oh, this feels dangerous. Oh, this feels worrisome. Oh, this feels embarrassing, whatever it is. That part of the brain lights up and it sends a message to your vagus nerve. Take your hand and touch the back of your head, right where the base of the skull and the neck meet, okay? You got your right hand there. Now move the right hand down the side of the neck, touching the right side of the neck. Then the fingertips trace in front of the throat where your voice is, which is why you'll get a little dry mouth or a little lump in your throat when you're nervous. Fast as the speed of light, vagus nerve tells your heart, start beating faster. Then keep going. It touches on the diaphragm, which says breathe faster. Something has happened. Breathe faster. And then that same nerve goes all the way down towards the base of your stomach. It's the vagus nerve that touches on all of these important organs that are impacted when we are having a big feeling, a big emotion. When you take your deep breath, guess what? Your diaphragm, oh, you miraculous body. I'm not kidding you guys. This earth suit, this body that you've landed in, that we've all landed in as human beings is so smart. It holds keys and wisdom and ancient remedies, this being one of them. So when you take your deep breath and that diaphragm does it slow movement right it does its smiley face shape as you inhale and it does its rainbow shape as you exhale guess what it's doing it is literally petting your nervous system it is telling that vagus nerve you can slow down you can relax and i don't care if you've got a huge presentation due and it's like 30 seconds before it's your turn to speak in front of the class or there's a T-Rex out in your front yard. I'm talking like a big moment of stress. You take that deep breath mindfully and you gently and slowly inhale and exhale. You are gently and slowly petting your nervous system, telling it it's okay to soften. It's okay to re-regulate itself. And it's okay to come back into a place of calm. So using the breath as a tool is a scientifically proven way to calm the body, calm the mind, calm and reset the nervous system. Now, number two, another thing that's really helpful in coming back into your calm is to move your body. Shake, meaning shake your hands. Like shake out your wrists, shake your fingers, shake your arms, shake out your feet. This is a tool that animals use. So I want you to imagine that you've got a cat sitting in your lap and you're petting the cat and the cat's loving it and you're petting it. And then all of a sudden the cat gets rattled and it jumps off. What's it going to do? It's going to shake. Also, if you look in wild nature, imagine a zebra taking a path down to where the zebras know to get their water. The zebra doesn't know it but in the bushes there's a lion. The lion jumps out of the bushes and chases the zebra and the zebra makes it away to safety. Guess the first thing that that zebra is going to do? The zebra is going to shake from its head to its tail and this is doing something called metabolizing trauma. It's moving that moment through their body and allowing them to release it. So you really can like full-on dance party shake or shake your hands. Just shake, shake, shake. Take some breaths and shake. And if for those of you that are like, well, how long do I shake for? I don't know. Maybe like just flick your fingers, flick your hands for five to ten seconds or go and have like a one or two song dance party or Go outside and go for like a 20-minute jog or a 30-minute walk or jump on your trampoline for 10 minutes. Do something that's going to move that stress or big emotion through your body. And then third, this is the big one. Parents and children, if you are listening to this podcast together, this needs to be kind of an agreement that you make with each other. So let's say I'm really, really angry right now. And I have this awareness that I am feeling the emotion of anger. So I could be like, hey, I'm feeling really angry right now and I need to just take a quick break to calm down because I know that anything that I'm going to say right now is not really going to be my best self. So I'm asking for a little bit of a break to be able to go to my room, to take my deep breaths, to shake my hands out, to do some jumping jacks and I'll be back. Okay. So, the agreement part of it is if you or your parent is having that big feeling and one of you asks for a break for a moment, I need to go to my room to just breathe for a moment. The agreement side of it comes in with the other person saying, Okay, I see that and you're right. You go ahead and go take your break. Kids, if a parent notices that you're having a really big feeling, they might remind you, Hey, I can see you're having a super big feeling right now and your reactions are huge. Why don't you go into your room, not as a consequence, but as a tool, as a decision, as a choice, head to your room, take your breaths, shake out your hands, and just find your calm again. Because remember, is calm something you have to go and get? No. Calm is something that is always there. It just has to be activated. It just has to be remembered. So the fourth one that I'm going to offer to you is going to come in the way of a guided relaxation. And I'm going to record a calming meditation where you will be able to use this one to go to sleep. You'll be able to play this meditation when you're having a really big feeling. It's something that you can turn on anytime you need to be able to calm in the moment, okay? And that, my friends, That calming guided meditation is going to be the next episode of this podcast. So to wrap it up, pop quiz time. Number one is calm something that you have to go and find. No, it's always there. Best news. Number two, why does the breath work? It's not just a magic trick. It's science because the diaphragm pets the nervous system. Just like when you slowly pet your animals to calm them down, it's the exact same thing. You're using this body as the nature that it is, the animal that it is, and you're using the same techniques on this body as you would the sweet animals in your life. Number three, if you need to communicate the way you're feeling and you need to take a quick break, is that okay? Yes, it's more than okay. It's actually very skillful. And be sure to communicate that with the people that you love and do a little agreement. Promise each other that you will give each other the time and space that you need to just calm down. I'm not talking like two weeks later. I'm talking like 15 minutes, five minutes, three minutes. And then number four, meditation is such a beautiful way of calming the mind. And when we calm the mind, the body follows suit. And then just remembering this being of who you are is like the sun in the sky. Just because the clouds come in, just because the storm is there, just because the wind might be present or the ice or the rain or the hail is there, it doesn't mean that the sun is not still up there, does it? The sun is always up there. Just like your calm, it's always there. There's just something covering it, there's just something right in front of it. But when you have one or two or three or more basic and easy, accessible tools, you're going to be able to move the storm faster and get back to your beautiful base of calm. So I love you. I loved spending this time with you. And I can't wait until next week, part two, where I will share with you a guided meditation to help your entire body just rest in calm. Have a beautiful week, and I will see you on the next episode of Old Soul, Young Mind. There you go, another episode of Old Soul, Young Mind. And remember, listening to this podcast is not just listening but a call to action to put into practice what you just learned and also a call to action to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already. Go into the show notes and hit that little plus sign or the follow button. This is the most important thing to be able to keep this podcast running. And while you're at it, share an episode with a child in your life or a community, a teacher, a friend. And by doing this, we will elevate the mindset and the mindfulness of this growing and incredible generation. So thank you, thank you, thank you again for joining me on this journey. Remember, stay curious, stay hopeful. Most importantly, stay tuned to the next episode of Old Soul, Young Mind. I love you.